coming up in this week's episode of Deleted Scenes. I've given the Marvel Corporation a lot of money. <gasps> These two are connected. Oh my god, what's happening? They're separate movies, but they're also together. And they kept going and going and going. I'm notoriously bad at watching television because I have the attention span of a goat on heroin. If you're continuing on from one of the most satisfying endings ever, have a reason to exist. I had to listen to kids behind me ask their parents, what's an orgy? No one should ever have to go through that. Hello there, I'm James, and welcome back to Deleted Scenes, a show where we talk about movies to a wall and sometimes guests. So, uh, this is a very uh, spur-of-the-moment episode that I did not plan on recording. In fact, I'm meant to be editing right now, I'm meant to be editing a Kenobi episode that was meant to come out a few weeks ago, but I ran off to Monte Carlo for a week. Uh, long story. I'm back now, though. Had a great time. Uh, I brought my copy of Iron Man 2 because I wanted to take a photo next to the finish line, or the starting line, or whatever it is, because... That, that's the place where Whiplash, Whiplash did the thing. You know, he did the thing with the big swish, swish things and, you know, I ate pizza there. It was great. Um, <laughs> speaking of pizza, and uh, no, speaking of Iron Man 2, and thus speaking of Marvel, 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 <laughs> the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'm stalling. I don't know what I'm going to talk about, but basically, this episode is a weird one that I'm titling. Why I don't really care about Marvel anymore. That's a weird sentence. That is a weird sentence considering how much time I have put into Marvel. Because from the very beginnings, from Iron Man 1, I have been following this train. And I've been having a great old time. A really fun time. I have all the merch. That I, I used to collect hero attacks. Most people did match attacks. I did hero attacks, guys. I did the ones with the superheroes. I had my Annihilus card and my Gambit card and the Blob. The Blob was there too. Hellcat. You know, all these random ass superheroes that they put on cards. It was great. It was great. And um, I have a big binder of them somewhere that I don't know where it went. It's pretty cool. It was a pretty cool hobby. That's besides my. I've, I've given the Marvel Corporation a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of pocket money has gone into Kevin Feige's pockets, and uh, I had a great time, <laughs> I had a very good time with it, because the movies were so fun, just so fun, they were some of the movies that got me into movies in the first place, because the concept of such a long saga of different character movies, all intertwining into this one massive story, it fascinated me. It was so cool to be able to see Tony Stark and Iron Man and then see him pop up again in Incredible Hulk in a post credit scene and just go, oh, these two are connected. Oh my god, what's happening? They're separate movies, but they're also together. Uh, like, and then the Avengers. The Avengers. <laughs> One of the biggest milestones in cinematic history. Like, without the Avengers, we wouldn't have cinematic universes. If Avengers failed, that would have been, like, what, five years at the time wasted? And, like, it all would have built up to nothing. And people were gone, yep, that's a bad idea. We shouldn't do cinematic universes. Who would have taught, you know, such a thing? And now we're surrounded by cinematic universes because it went very well. And they kept going and going and going. And now we have over 20 movies. And phases one through three, I love. I have all of them on DVD. I still watch them from time to time. In particular, uh, I suppose, Winter Soldier, Ragnarok, Avengers 1, Infinity War. That's one of the most rewatchable films I've ever seen for some reason. I love Marvel. Or at least I loved Marvel. Because when Endgame came out, uh, that was the end. It had it in the title. That was the conclusion. That was the Endgame. We're done now. We're literally wrapping up a like, decade-old series of like 20 or so movies. And we're doing it 
in a satisfying way that doesn't screw up everything somehow and doesn't make the past decade feel like a waste. Like Game of Thrones. <laughs> I didn't watch Game of Thrones, but I heard it got messy. That's besides the point. Um, that's why I don't watch television, but we should get onto that later. They had a series that went from like Iron Man to Incredible Hulk, Captain America, Thor, Guardians of the Galaxy. Just so many different heroes, so many different individual series that all ended up at the same point and all crossed over and the cheers in the cinema I've talked about in my first episode the cheers the joy the crying like it was beautiful it was amazing (laughs) and if you were to leave it there that'd be perfect that'd be great um like it doesn't need any more after you hit the end what's the point in continuing money (laughs) that's why it is the most profitable thing cinema has ever seen so of course they're not gonna just stop And that's fair enough. I would do the same if I was in charge of Marvel. But to uh, go back to Pirates of the Caribbean a few episodes ago, I love the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy. I think that is a perfect trilogy. And I say trilogy because there are two more films that are either, well, one of them is fine and one of them I don't want to talk about. Um, (laughs) That trilogy is so good. Like, the first one sets up all the characters, gives interesting motivations, has a fun story. Second one is basically Empire Strikes Back. It's a lot darker, has a lot more lore building, a lot more characters coming in. A big overarching story is forming, and it leaves you off on a cliffhanger to end all cliffhangers. And then you have At World's End, which is still, to this day, one of the most satisfying conclusions I have ever seen in the history of cinema. Like, it wraps up everything perfectly, character arcs are resolved, there's redemptions happening, there's epic sword fights, there's big conclusions to big rivalries, and, you know, the romantic stuff ends up having a nice conclusion. Like, everything works out in it. Or at least, everything has a satisfying ending. And that is the word that I keep saying, satisfying. It is the perfect spot to just go, right, that's good, let's leave it there, let's not touch it anymore, we don't want to ruin what's already perfect, you know, we'll end it on a high. But then they made two more films that felt kind of pointless. And dragged it out. And I didn't care for them. And I just wanted them to stick with the original trilogy. Where it ended so nicely and so perfectly. That is exactly how I feel about Marvel at the minute. Endgame. It's the perfect full stop. It was just there. They could have left it. They could have just, you know, went, okay. Everyone's happy. Everyone's satisfied with where everyone is. And like, sure, there's a few little plot threads here and there. But, you know, we're grand. Gamora went somewhere. Who knows where. Everyone's happy. Everyone's crying in the cinema at the minute. Like, leave them be. (laughs) Everyone is just satisfied. They signed their names in the credits. Like, it's done. It's finished. Finito. Goodbye. Avavadurchi. You know, bye. But, uh, they said, let's make phase four. (laughs) And I was apprehensive of phase four for the start. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know what to think about this because Endgame left me so satisfied, so content with the past... 11 years-ish of just, like, watching movies and, like, it felt all worth it. So to drag it out anymore, like, what's the point? Like, you already left it perfect, leave it perfect. But, um, they decided we'll make more. And, yeah. (laughs) Like, Far From Home, very good epilogue in my opinion. I thought that was a nice little way to go, like, oh, look, they're gonna continue. Spider-Man, he's doing his thing. There's hope. You know, I mean, that has one hell of a cliffhanger at the end of that as well, but still, that's besides the point. They could have gotten away with maybe one more film just to go, okay, world continued after that, everything's grand. But after that, like, what's the point? Don't, oh, money, as I said again, but phase four, I don't know, I don't know. As soon as I heard Disney Plus TV shows, I was just 
tuning out. I'm going to be honest, you know me with TV. I'm notoriously bad at watching television because I have the attention span of a goat on heroin. And I just, I didn't know what to think because at the time, Disney Plus hadn't come out yet. And you're like, oh, so there's another streaming service I need to pay for. And if I don't keep up with the television shows that could be six to eight episodes long, I'm not going to know what's going on in the movies that are only maybe two and a bit hours long and are so much easier to keep up with. You know, just stick on a movie, have it done in an evening. Nope, here's a weekly television show. In fact, have multiple weekly television shows. I didn't know what to think, really. I was just, I wasn't fully sold. And, like, I was interested by some of these titles, like WandaVision. Like, seeing how Endgame ended and then seeing the first pictures from WandaVision, which is, like, a 50 sitcom. You're like, okay, what the hell's going on? I kind of need to watch this just to see how on earth we ended up here. Like, that's good. That's intriguing. You have Loki, my favorite character in Marvel. Of course, I'd want to see more of him. So, like, of course, I was going to actually watch that show. And, like, it was intriguing sounding. There was more mystery there and everything like that. You wanted to watch it. (laughs) But then you have stuff like Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Hawkeye where, eh, you know, we'll keep up with these guys, see how they're getting on, you know, on their little adventures. And sure, when the television shows came out, they had stuff. They, you know, had like uh, Falcon becoming Captain America. They had Hawkeye meeting Kate Bishop and their whole partnership. You had WandaVision and just all the crazy stuff that happened in WandaVision. And don't even get me started on Loki. Loki is wild. Loki is insane. Like... Obviously, a lot of stuff was happening there, and they were trying to do another saga. They're trying to do another saga. They're trying to build up again and see how far they can get. But I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Um, I suppose, like, if you, like I've already talked about all the TV shows mostly, besides Moon Knight. Moon Knight was very fun. But if you want to listen to what my thoughts are on those, go back and listen to the best of and worst of TV in 2021 with Jack. It was very fun. It was very fun. I was venting a lot because my opinion of the Marvel TV shows is that they're fine. They're fine. <laughs> because even in the moment, if recency bias is kicking in, like I, I adored WandaVision until the end and I really enjoyed Loki. Loki was so fun to watch, but I'm never going to watch it again because it's a TV show and it's long and I don't really care because I'm already know all the twists and everything like that you have falcon and the winter soldier it just felt so empty <laughs> just so like the reason you do a tv show is to have more time to expand on characters more and to further plot lines in even deeper fashion and like do all these things instead they just sort of waited around for a bit until the next episode kicked in where they have an entire episode of flashbacks and it just it didn't really you know have a reason to exist. That is the one thing I want. If you're continuing on from one of the most satisfying endings in a cinematic saga ever, have a reason to exist. Have another story to tell that's actually worth telling. And like, you know, (laughs) I don't know. It just didn't grab my attention. I was just not motivated to watch them. I watched them because I was a Marvel fan and I still am a Marvel fan, but like I watched them because I was hopeful. I was hopeful that Oh, we're going to get the next big thing, and something big is going to happen, and it's going to be so exciting, and there's going to be a big twist, or it's going to set up a movie, a movie, a glorious movie. But it didn't. <laughs> a lot of these things, the way I look at it, phases one through three were constantly building up, and the way they were doing it was they were pouring glasses of water into a tube, 
and the tube was constantly raising, constantly building up. The hype was rising and rising and rising. And there was no stopping it. There was no taking any water out of that tube once it went in. So eventually you're going to reach the brim, you know. And it's just at that point you're on edge. You want to see everything that's going to happen. You want to see if it's going to spill or what's going to happen. And instead with the television shows, they tried. They'd have cliffhangers. They'd have plot treads that would lead somewhere and go, Ooh, something's going to happen in the future. Ooh, hand hand gestures. You're not able to see. I'm just doing magic. Doctor Strange hands. I'm doing Doctor Strange hands. But basically... Instead of setting up meaningful things, they sort of just have something happen and just go, oi oi, that's going to affect the future possibly, throw it on the pile, and they throw it on a pile. It's not a consistently building up thing, it is just a pile of random stuff that's just gathering, that someone's going to have to clean up at some point. It's not satisfying at all having to rip through a pile, you know, and it's just, it just doesn't feel cohesive, it doesn't feel like there is a main goal here, it just feels like a bunch of random stuff that may or may not lead somewhere, it may be just dropped altogether. But, yeah, it just, it felt like there was no build-up. It felt like everything was just spreading out on a floor. And they're just continuing for the sake of continuing. There's nothing meaningful to be said. So then I tried the movies. And the movies weren't much better. <laughs> they weren't much better at all. Um, Black Widow, extremely forgettable. Just, I like David Harbour in it. He was pretty good. But I couldn't tell you the plot of Black Widow, even if I tried. <laughs> then you have Shang-Chi which genuinely was good. I thought that was quite fun. It was very Iron Man in terms of how satisfying an origin story it was, except for the ending where they went full anime and just went, oh yeah, that's a Marvel movie. We need to have a giant thing happen, even if it isn't set up at all until the last act. Like that kind of ruined it for me. It took a bit of the wind out of the sails. Eternals. Eternals is one I keep bouncing around on. It's fine. It's way too long. It's fine though. Everyone in the cast is underutilized, but it's fine. <laughs> I like the idea of big space cosmic things, but it's so unrelated to everything else. And then just having to have the excuse of, oh, we're, we're not we're not allowed to interfere. We'll let, we'll let the Avengers do what they want. We won't say anything. We won't exist for the first 11 years. Um, It was fine. <laughs> and uh, then you had the two that I actually cared about because Doctor Strange and Thor, they are two of my favorite characters in Marvel. And they notoriously have a lot of potential. There is a lot of potential there. One's a space viking and one is an infinitely powerful wizard. The visuals you could pull off, the storylines you could tell, go into something really crazy and wacky, you know, cosmic. Do something new, you know, like that. A direction we haven't seen before. But um, it went in direction. It just, I don't know, was it the direction I wanted? I have already said about Multiverse of Madness, I had a great time with it. I know a lot of people hate it. I had a fun time. It's a fun movie. Sam Raimi is a really fun director to watch his work. It's just so visually interesting. And, like, it was different. It wasn't all the grey mush you normally get with Marvel where everything feels the same. It had weird camera angles and jump scares and weird comedy. And giant squid monster man. Um, green bulled guy. <laughs> but the problem with it was... WandaVision. The TV shows. Because you had to watch WandaVision to have any idea how Wanda got from Endgame where she was, you know grieving because she had lost her um, robot husband to now crazy witch <laughs> that wants imaginary children that exist in multiverse you know it just like my dad didn't watch WandaVision but he watched Doctor Strange and just having to explain to someone like why certain things are happening how certain characters are there it shouldn't be needed it shouldn't be the case it shouldn't be 
something that you have to do. Someone should be able to sit down, watch a movie, have fun with it. That's one problem with the MCU. It's been going so long that if you haven't been watching every movie, every show this entire time, you're not going to have any idea what's going on. And as much as I like Doctor Strange 2, I have to fault it for that. So, then we get to Thor, Love and Thunder. And I don't know if I said this, but this was it for me. <laughs> Thor had to be good. Ragnarok is, I think, third in my rankings for the Marvel movies. It's somewhere on my letterbox. It's one of the most rewatchable films I've ever seen. It's one of my favorite comedies of all time. It is so well made. It's so fun and wacky. And just to have something like that happen again is exactly what Marvel needed. Just have a fun, wacky adventure and have a new direction, have new worlds and like the endless possibilities of the space that can be explored and everything like that. And then I saw it the other week and I just, I, did, I didn't really like it. It really surprised me, honestly, because it was what I was worried Ragnarok would have been. Because, as we all know, I, I am a <laughs> Thor the Dark World apologist, and I like the sort of, you know, darker Norse mythology elements to it over the space and cosmic stuff. But um, Ragnarok pulled it off, did a good job, so I trusted it. And, like, I really like Taika Waititi, I really like his directing, I really like his comedy, I really like his writing, everything. I was really excited for this. But it just didn't click. And it took a while in the cinema. Like, you know when you're watching something and you're like, Yeah, I'm so excited for this. Can't wait and it's gonna be great. And then the excitement slowly wears off as you realise you're not enjoying it. And you should be enjoying it. Your brain was telling you the entire car ride up. You're meant to be enjoying this right now. You paid, I paid like a tenner to go and see this film. I, I'm gonna enjoy it, right? And it's a sequel to one of my favourite films. But it, yeah, it just it didn't work for me. Because... First off, the comedy just wasn't it for me. <laughs> I love the comedy in, like, Thor Ragnarok. I love the comedic angle they actually went, because, like, it shows Chris Hemsworth's acting prowess. It shows how much skill he has and how funny he can be. But they prioritized comedy over a story. Now, they did this in Ragnarok as well. I still don't think the story in Ragnarok is all that good. But it was present enough, and there was enough of an impact that it balanced out in a way like i i thought okay fair enough it's more of a comedic angle it's not going to be as emotional as toward a dark world and i can live with that this is just jokes this is just endless comedy joke 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 and when most of the jokes don't land <laughs> it doesn't it isn't good it isn't good and the plot just wasn't there to hold it up now <laughs> I really wanted to love this film. I really did. I love Christian Bale. I love Chris Hemsworth. I love Taika Waititi. Like, it should have been good. And the trailer was really exciting. The music, the music was so good. Like, Sweet Child of Mine. It was just, oh, it was so hype. It was going to be another Ragnarok. But then you go into the cinema and the story is so weak. Like, the writing just isn't there because they're trying to be funny. And when, as I said, the comedy isn't landing, so they're trying to be funny, and that means ignoring the story, but then the comedy isn't funny, and they don't have a story to land on to, like, you know, back it up. <laughs> and uh, the characters were just underutilized. Thor was an exaggeration of himself. Like, he was an idiot for most of the movie, but we've seen him have his redemption arc already, and, like, we've seen him come into his own character, so the fact that they did a big backstep on him, it just didn't make much sense, really. And, like, this isn't the Thor that gave up the throne, you know, because he didn't think he was worthy for it. He wanted to go off and do other things. Like, this isn't that guy. This is some goofball, and it, he's spouting jokes, and he's doing slapstick humor, and he's doing these big 
action sequences and doing Van Damme split and everything like that. It's it's weird. <laughs> I didn't really like Thor in this movie. And then Gore the God Butcher, Christian Bale. Oh, so wasted. So wasted, honestly. The moments he's there, he's so creepy and unsettling. But also you understand why he's doing the things he's doing. And he's also kind of funny. Christian Bale is having fun with the role. But uh, he just wasn't in the movie. He was in the movie for like 14 minutes, I think someone said. And there's so much they cut out of the movie because he was too scary and he wasn't family friendly enough. But then you see that excuse and then you look at the amount of orgy jokes in this film. <laughs> there's a lot of orgy jokes at one point and it's like, I had to listen to kids behind me ask their parents, what's an orgy? No one should ever have to go through that. <laughs> like, scare the crap out of the kids. Don't tell them about orgies. And, uh, like, get rid of a very promising character that just, in the end, just left no impact. Like, he was built up to be one of the most terrifying villains of the MCU from all the interviews and everything. But he was just not it. He just wasn't. <laughs> he just left no impact whatsoever. And, yeah, this film just, it, it didn't, it didn't do it for me. But yeah, and like then, you have, I don't complain about CGI. I understand Marvel has a lot of projects going and they overwork their visual artists and everything like that. So the CGI isn't going to be as good. But then you see Heimdall's son appear as a floating head, a floating face, and it's just so bad looking, <laughs> like hilariously bad looking. And you're like, where was the effort put into this film? So the story isn't there, the comedy isn't there, the characters aren't there, and the CGI isn't there. And even the soundtrack, the soundtrack just sounded like someone discovered Guns N' Roses for the first time and wanted to just put loads of Guns N' Roses in it. And I hate sounding so spiteful and cynical in that. But I'm just giving my honest opinion. If you like Thor Love and Thunder, all the power to you, I am glad. I am someone who loves Thor The Dark World. I get plenty of hate myself. <laughs> and uh, trying to convince people, you know, why it's a good movie and such. So I understand how it works. And I'm not, like, crapping all over this movie and saying no one can like it. Because if you liked it, that's amazing. Like I said before, I'm jealous of people that like stuff that I can't really like. And even at the end of the day, I can't even say it's a bad, bad movie. It's just disappointing as hell it's just so disappointing nothing really landed for me and I think that's why this is the turning point for me because as I said Thor was the last straw for me I just I needed them to do Thor right I needed them to just show that they still got it they can still pull off a Ragnarok I just need one film that I'm gonna love in a phase and I'll call it a success and it just wasn't it for me it wasn't it at all and then last night uh, I watched the reveal of everything what I saw on Twitter, all the reveals for Phase 5 and Phase 6. Because they're continuing with this, obviously. This is all building up to something. And something weird happened, because for the first time ever, I felt nothing about any of the reveals. Like, you look at, like, when they revealed Phase 3, I was jumping off the walls. I was going, oh my god, they're doing Endgame, they're doing all this crazy stuff, and it's gonna be wild, it's gonna be crazy, it's gonna be fun, they're building up to something and we're gonna have the great conclusion, it's gonna be amazing. Then you have Phase 4 even, as I said. Phase 4 is like, oh, okay, <laughs> we'll see where this goes, I don't know. But it was an emotion, it was, an it was like a reaction of some sort. Then I saw Phase 5 and I was just like, oh, more. Okay. Cool, I guess. Nothing. No emotions, no opinions, it was just there. And it's just going, well, this train's gonna keep going even if I hop off. And that's very depressing. <laughs> it's very depressing to say. And 
I just, that is, as I said, it is the first time ever I didn't care about Marvel. I'm always trying to see how it's going to go, what's going to happen next. I want to see where it goes. But I just, it wasn't there at all. That feeling of caring and excitement and hype and knowledge, the knowing that it will be good. It was just gone because phase four didn't prove to me it needed to exist. It just was fine. It was fine. It wasn't even bad. It was fine. It was meh. It was mid. It was medium rare. It was just, it was, it was fine. Because you jump from that to phase five, where it's literally more stuff we already knew about that just wasn't on the timeline. Like, we knew about Ant-Man 3. We knew about Guardians 3. We knew about Secret Invasion and Captain Marvel 2. We knew about Blade. Blade, I was so excited for. I am still going to watch Blade. But at the same time, the hype isn't there because we just sort of knew about it already. And then you have even stuff like there are big reveals here. Like, there is Captain America 4, New World Order. That should have me so excited because I love the Captain America trilogy. But I'm just like, oh, it's another one. <laughs> they already sort of concluded it with Endgame and, you know, like all those character arcs are done. I don't really need more. I am full. <laughs> Even Thunderbolts, that's another movie where it's like, that's going to be Marvel's version of Suicide Squad. Once again, it's just like, cool. It's more stuff. It just doesn't have the same gravitas. Like, that's the thing, we're in the multiverse saga now, that's what it's called, it's called the multiverse saga, it is bigger than the infinity saga, but there's no stakes behind it, I don't really care, <laughs> like, we're that far in that the emotion's just sort of gone, there's no reason to really care, at least for me, <laughs> and I understand they're trying to do new stuff as well, like, having Secret Invasion, having Echo, and having Iron Heart, and having Daredevil born again, they're remaking Daredevil, <laughs> cool, <laughs> I just, I, I, I don't feel anything for it. I really don't. It's just like, I'll watch Guardians 3. I'll watch Ant-Man 3 because I know Modoc's going to be in it apparently and I'll I'll happily go and see something with Modoc in it. <laughs> Big floating head guy. And Blade. Blade, obviously. Blade is something that sounds so exciting because I love the first two Blade movies. Blade Trinity, not so much. Blade 1 and 2, really good. But the rest I can just sort of do without, honestly. I just I have no urge to watch them at all. Not even like where it used to be, where it's like, oh, they're, did you know after Iron Man, they're making a movie about a mythological Norse god with a hammer? Oh, cool, that that sounds cool. I'll actually watch that just to see where it goes. It's something unique, it's something new. But, you know, it could be fun, it could lead into being something beloved. Whereas with this, it's just like, oh, cool, more stuff. Okay, I'm, I don't really need to watch it, I don't really want to watch it. We're at the point now where I'm literally only going to watch Marvel shows and Marvel movies that I have an interest in. I'm going to start skipping stuff. <laughs> that is a no-go for Marvel. You do not skip Marvel stuff because then you fall behind and you don't know what's going on. But I don't want to watch some of this stuff. Like, it's just, it's not exciting. And, like, I just, it hasn't proven that I should care about it. And I'm just probably going to read a wiki and just keep up that way. I'm no longer in it for the hype. I am going to keep up with them for the sake of convenience only the things I want to watch, and yeah, it's just a shame. And then, to go on and reveal Phase 6, not only Phase 5, Phase 6, Fantastic Four, and two new Avengers movies. Just, still nothing. <laughs> I just, whereas before, not one, but two Avengers movies, and Fantastic Four, my favourite comic book series, my favourite comic book characters out of Fantastic Four, I probably haven't mentioned it before. I love 
those characters because of how goofy and wacky they are, but also how interesting all the cosmic stuff is. As I said, I should be so excited, but I'm just not. <laughs> I'm just apathetic towards the whole thing. <laughs> and it's sad. It's really, really sad. And I hope I get back on the horse soon. But for the minute, it literally just has lost all the emotion that I previously had for Marvel. And that's such a shame. And it, <laughs> this has become such a bummer podcast. But I just, I don't know. I just, I wanted to sort of talk about this just because it's weird after so long. Uh, just being a part of something to go okay I'll still keep up with it but I'm not gonna obsess over it I'm not going to put all my time into it uh, if, I, if it seems worth my time I'll do it but unlike the previous ones where everything was worth my time nothing feels worth my time anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a shame it's, it's a real shame and if you are excited for Marvel all the power to you I'm really happy that you are I really want to be excited for them too, and I really hope they can snap back, you know, and, like, show me something cool, or surprise me with one of these shows, or, like, you know, one of these random movies or something like that. Give me something that I'm gonna remember, and something I'm gonna care about. Give me a reason to care. Give me a reason for this stuff to exist after Endgame. Um, I'm going in circles, but, yeah, this is just a really, as I said, spur of the moment, just a little fireside chat, because, um, we're in a weird time right now. We're in a weird time for Marvel. It's, the start of a new saga. It's the start of them wanting to do exactly what they already did. Like, they want to have lightning in a bottle twice, and I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. But we will see. We will see. Um, Thanks very much if you've listened to this. I know it's a, probably a bit of a depressing episode. I don't even know I'm going to put it out. I just, I'm glad to sort of just talk about it, even just to myself, just because um, it's weird. It is weird. But yeah, I hope you all have a great day, and uh, yeah, thanks very much for listening. Oh, wait, I forgot to talk about Morbius. No.